leveled the stream at Grandpa until all the blood and dog meat were gone. She had never quite figured out how going down to the pub equaled chasing stray dogs and eating their brains. But when Grandpa got out of his ward circle, no mutt was safe. By the time she was done washing him, the hole in his forehead had closed. When Georgie raised things from the dead, he didn't just give them life. He made them almost indestructible. Rose stepped out of the shed, locked the door behind her, and dragged the hose back to the porch. Her skin prickled as she crossed the invisible boundary. The kids must have put the ward stones back. She squinted at the grass. There they were, a line of small, seemingly ordinary rocks, spaced three, four feet from each other. Each rock held a small magic charge. Together, they created an enchanted barrier, strong enough to keep Grandpa in the shed if he broke the chain again. Rose waved the boys to the side and raised the hose. Your turn! They flinched at the cold water. She washed them off methodically from top to bottom. As the mud melted from Jack's feet, she saw a two-inch rip in his sketchers. Rose dropped the hose. Jack! He cringed. Those are $45 shoes. I'm sorry, he whispered. Tomorrow is the first school day. What were you doing? He was climbing up the pines to get at the leech birds, Georgie said. She glared. Georgie, 30-minute time out tonight for snitching. Georgie bit his lip. Rose stared at Jack. Is that true? You were chasing the leech birds? I can't help it. Their tails are so flittery. She wanted to smack him. It was true. He couldn't help it. It wasn't his fault he was born as a cat. But those were brand new shoes she had bought him for school. Shoes for which she had painstakingly tweaked their budget scrimping every penny so he wouldn't have to wear Georgie's old beat-up sneakers so he could look just as nice as all the other second graders. It just hurt. Jack's face pinched into a rigid white mask. He was about to cry. A small spark of power tugged on her. Georgie, stop trying to resurrect the shoes. They were never alive in the first place. The spark died. An odd desperation claimed her, her pain shifting into a sort of numbness, pressure built in her chest. She was so sick of it, sick of counting every dollar, sick of rationing everything, sick to death of it all. She had to go and get Jack a new pair of shoes. Not for Jack's sake, but for the sake of her own sanity. Rose had no clue how she would make up the money, but she knew she had to buy him a new pair of shoes right now or she would explode. Jack, do you remember what will happen if a leech bird bites you? I'll turn into one? Yes, you have to stop chasing the birds. He hung his head. Am I punished? Yes, I'm too mad to punish you right now. We'll talk about it when we get home. Go brush your teeth, comb your hair, put on dry clothes, and get the guns. We're going to Walmart. The old Ford truck bounced on the bumps in the dirt road. The rifles clanged on the floor. Georgie put his feet down to study them without being asked. 
Rose sighed. Here, in the edge, she could protect them well enough, but they were about to pass from the edge into another world, and their magic would die in the crossing. The two hunting rifles on the floor would be their only defense. Rose felt a pang of guilt. If it wasn't for her, they wouldn't need the rifles. God, she didn't want to be jumped again, not with her brothers in the car. They lived between worlds. On one side lay the weird, and the other the broken. Two dimensions existing side by side, like mirror images of each other. In the place where the dimensions touched, they intersected slightly, forming a narrow ribbon of land that belonged to both of them, the edge. In the weird, magic pooled deeply. In the edge, it was a shallow trickle.